0: The Christie's auction for digital artist Beeple.
1: For many people, March 11th, 2021 meant nothing more than the one year anniversary of COVID-19. But for anyone in the creative arts, on that date, potentially everything changed.
0: Uh, The final bid, $69 million. Oh my gosh. Uh, As of six months ago, Beeple had yet to sell any work.
1: A graphic artist in South Carolina going by the name Beeple sold a collage of 5,000 digital images at auction for $69 million worth of cryptocurrency. The world knows him as Medic Coben. He is the mysterious crypto investor who paid that $69 million for an NFT. It would be hard to find an artist who learned of this and didn't think to themselves, how do I get some of that?
0: Can I get everybody's attention for a minute?
1: Flash forward to a Saturday afternoon just this past February and a side room at Highland Brewing. This is the first gathering of the Asheville NFT meetup group. Christopher Ebbe is an artist and meeting organizer.
0: So this meetup today was just kind of about seeing if there was any interest in the Asheville area, seeing what kind of turnout we got, and uh, so far there are a lot more people than I thought.
1: About 15 people are here, some identify as artists, others are more versed in crypto, and thanks in no small part to Beeple, all are curious about this relatively new phenomenon of NFTs. The acronym stands for Non-Fungible Tokens. Think of these virtual tokens as certificates of authenticity and ownership that can't be tampered with. In the world of digital imagery, where anything online can be copied and saved to your own hard drive with one click, an entire culture and a lot of currency have mushroomed around the value of NFTs.
0: Just out of curiosity, out of everyone that's showed up today,
2: Raise your hand if you know what a bored ape or a crypto punk is. Okay, right. So I figured that most people probably, that was their introduction to NFTs, right?
1: Crypto punks and bored apes are collections of crudely drawn cartoon avatars. If these were merely prints outside the realm of NFTs, the creators might have had trouble giving them away. But Jimmy Fallon, Paris Hilton, and other celebrities have invested hundreds of thousands of dollars on single NFTs in these series. The creators became crypto millionaires. But to anyone outside this world, the question looms, what is going on here? I'm Matt Pikin, the arts producer with Blue Ridge Public Radio. This is the first in a five-part series of stories titled Revolution Calling, Artists Panning for the NFT Gold Rush. And by the end, I hope you and I will better understand what's going on here. I talked to local artists at varied stages of their journey into NFTs and people investing in NFT art. I've read so much about NFTs that the very acronym is haunting my sleep. Every door I opened led to long hallways and other doors. I'll keep the tech talk low, pull back the lens for some cultural context, and focus on the people who see themselves as pioneers in a modern gold rush. spend any amount of time with artists and investors who have taken the plunge into nfts you can't help but think everything you knew about the art market is changing right before your eyes for a sense of this let's meet justin wells there's a learning curve for sure very frustrating and daunting just to even figure out what i was doing he's a married 38 year old with a daughter who just turned one i visited him at the studio in his house in barnardsville but
0: once you get over that hump and you kind of see what art is being sold compared to you know, some of the stuff that you've put your blood, sweat, and tears in, it, it can make you feel undervalued at times, but then it can flip, and then you could have a piece sell for a lot of money that makes you feel you're on top of the world. So I guess there's a lot of swings and emotions when it
1: comes to NFTs. Wells is primarily a painter. Before the allure of NFTs, he spent much of his time in the studio producing large moonscapes and dappled oils on wood panels. Last summer, he painted three on request by his sister-in-law. Almost as an afterthought, he also posted high-resolution photos of the moonscapes on a popular NFT platform called Foundation.
0: I kind of forgot about it, and was just like, you know, I tried it whatever <laughs> and then i was cooking dinner and then i my phone started making all these noises i was getting emails and it was like an auction has begun for your nft an auction has begun for your nft so it indicated that all three had just went up for auction and then we were like what
1: As it can happen in NFT auctions, one of the bidders had already earned a reputation for savvy investments in this space, and Wells said that goosed up the interest in his work. In the end, Wells said he sold the three images of the paintings for about $8,000 worth of the cryptocurrency Ethereum.
0: That was more money than I made in art in years combined. (laughs) It just happened to be photographs of my paintings. It kind of makes you feel strange about the physical pieces being just kind of worth less, in a sense, than the picture of the pieces. Because it's like, there's more value to me personally in the physical art. But in the current market of NFTs, the value was all in the digital file. So it's, it's weird.
1: Wells has since leaned into the NFT market for meme art and avatars. He has an Allosaurus collection of 3D-rendered, 360-degree-photographed dinosaur skulls in various translucent shades against white or black backdrops. He has also produced simple cartoons of what he calls Sea Hams and fashioned them into baseball cards with player names such as Hammy Sosa and The Great Hambino. One of those sold for one Ethereum, At the time of the sale, Wells could have exchanged that for about 3,000 U.S. dollars. Wells continues painting on canvas, but he said the financial incentives are channeling most of his creative thoughts deeper into NFTs.
0: It's just kind of turned everything upside down and then some. I'm about six months into it and I'm still trying to figure it out, honestly. I I don't know exactly where it can go or if it's going to last, but a part of me feels like it's not just a fad.
1: For anyone on the outside, perhaps the most puzzling question around NFTs is how they hold any value whatsoever. After all, they're digital creations that, at least on the surface, are easily copied. The NFT is a certificate of authenticity, but the digital items they're affixed to look or sound exactly the same as worthless copies. But who or what determines the value of anything? A crypto and NFT expert going by the name Crypto Casey makes the case in a series of YouTube videos That the value for any collectibles is set in part by what's called the social agreement.
3: Social agreement is simply when a substantial amount of people agree that something is valuable or has value.
1: That's why people who collect and sell vinyl records, baseball cards, or vintage lunchboxes will happily spend hundreds, even thousands of dollars for things others wouldn't take for free. The same is happening in the land of NFTs, where social media platforms are the building blocks for communities of the like-minded. Twitter is where most artists and collectors cluster. Clubhouse and Discord are other popular platforms.
3: Some people go into this because they want to make money, and then they go in there and they find out that there's this like, amazing community. Martha
1: Skinner is a former architecture professor at Clemson, living in Marshall. Her interdisciplinary art spans drawing, performance, and installation. Skinner says she has struggled to find traditional spaces for her work. Researching and finding NFT spaces, she found support and a collaborative spirit.
3: Every conversation I had, every meeting I went into, it was like a medium, a place existed to receive my art, finally. Finally, a place that was made for me.
1: On 2-2-22, a date Skinner imbued with symbolic significance, she put her first NFT up for auction on Foundation. In her Asphalt Drawing series, a static camera shoots directly above her as she forms large geometric shapes with colored tape. The video plays in fast motion atop abstract music and whispered voice from the local sound artist Liz Lang. Skinner has posted three such NFT artworks for sale on the platform foundation with an asking price starting at one Ethereum. So far, there are no buyers.
3: In these spaces, the people that are in there now, they refer to themselves as pioneers. There's like philosophical conversations about what all of this means. There's also technical conversations and spiritual conversations. For me, it's really an interplay between physical space and virtual space, and they're both real.
1: People come to these spaces from all over the world at all times of the day. Skinner says it can be overwhelming, especially for newcomers who might fear missing out on connections and developments that could lift them to the next level.
3: It's also really exhausting and causes a lot of anxiety as well. People are sharing what they're doing and it moves very fast and beyond people are not sleeping. They're just like going around the clock and people are meeting at all times of the day. And some of these people, they don't leave these spaces And I discovered that for me, that was too much. I had to just like pull away and then just not have to be there for everything.
1: But Skinner and others talk of forming meaningful friendships with people they would likely never meet offline. People whose real names are commonly hidden behind their crypto pseudonyms. In these spaces, authenticity is proven through consistency. Consistency is credibility and credibility is capital. It's common for artists who've sold NFTs to invest their crypto earnings back into other artists and to also see that in return. It can seem like a zero-sum game. After all, if it's mainly artists investing in other artists isn't the money just going in a circle but this cross-promotion and investment in theory is more likely to catch the attention of more moneyed collectors those who aren't artists but are crypto speculators if one of these people buys someone's nfts others definitely pay attention and that can nudge up interest and demand Many people participating at this early stage of NFTs see themselves as revolutionaries. It isn't hard to meet people new to all of this with grand ambitions of building an ecosystem and community of believers orbiting around their own art and ideas. It's a cult of personality. You had mentioned
2: something about NFT communities being sort of like a cult. I think it's more of a revolution.
1: Garrick Schenk spent 12 years in Silva as a pharmacist, but is putting all his time and creative energies now behind an NFT concept. He wants to sing and play bass in a funk band behind the persona of a superhero. His vision merges original music and a comic book into an NFT series. I won't get into the story's premise or plotline other than to say Schenk has cast himself, or rather his comic book persona, as the hero.
2: Everyone wants to be as successful as possible anyhow, so I figured, well, let's just shoot for the moon, and let me see if I can figure this out, and when I figure it out, I will show everyone else how to do Mm -hmm. this.
1: To pull this off, Shank needs to inspire people to join two communities, collaborators now, and eventually collectors. The collaborations have already begun. Juan Holiday is a father of two young girls and an Asheville musician composing and recording music for Shank's NFT series. As is the norm in such collaborations, any payment for Holiday's work would be baked into future sales of Shank's NFTs. Initially, I'm like, okay, whatever, let let me just write this song, let's record, let's do these things. But the longer I've known him, over time, I'm like, it's starting to be like, I'm part of the dream now, too, and I'm a believer now. Holiday also hopes that by becoming part of this community, it buys goodwill with others who would help launch his own NFT efforts. At some point, the rubber will hit the road, and a lot of these dreams will fall apart, and some of them won't. Another phenomenon with this revolution is that many see NFTs as a route to validation. Creators bypass galleries and other gatekeepers and connect directly to potential buyers. Sure, they can do the same through eBay or their own websites, but NFTs come with a community and culture that go beyond mere transactions.
2: People still have the need to be together and to have things in common and to collect and socialize. So. We are reinventing that whole arena.
1: Valeria Ann Watson is an artist in Leicester who has bounced between painting, large murals, and Bhutto dance. She was among 50 artists from this region invited into the 2019 exhibition that reopened the Asheville Art Museum.
2: In the past, I, I had to have my faith in a you know Asheville Art Museum or getting my stuff in a gallery in New York City. I'm like done with that. I'm done with it. I am in charge. This is allowing us to drop the old
1: institutions that weren't working for us. She plans to sell digital images of earlier artworks as NFTs. At age 72, Watson says she hopes to earn enough money to buy an old church and the acreage around it and convert the grounds into a community center.
2: I've been a hippie and I've seen all these different revolutions. I'm a Zen student. Like I said, I'm a spiritual person. And I'm at the time of life when you're supposed to reevaluate. This system has told me because I'm an artist or I'm a pretty girl, I'm too stupid. So I had an aha moment. Wait a minute. That's just a lie to keep me down. So I'm going to understand this at the core.
1: Watson said she has been promised space in the coming NFT gallery of a Southern California woman named Eva Blaisdell, whose unwavering interest with space exploration inspired her pseudonym Lady Rocket. In return, Watson said she's introducing Lady Rocket virtually to other black artists in Western North Carolina through the Noir Collective of the YMI Cultural Center.
2: I talk to her almost every day. I make sure I'm in her clubhouse meetings. I make sure I'm in her Twitter space meetings. You know, we're pioneers. We're creating something new. We're creating something that hasn't been done. We're creating something that hasn't been seen. It will work if we make it work.
1: In the next installment of Revolution Calling, we'll meet a woman who is arguably the most successful NFT artist in Western North Carolina. I'm Matt Pikin, BPR News.